Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. Hey, what's up, friends? Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 95. Why'd you write a book, Mike? Oh, my friends, we are creeping up on the 100th episode of this podcast. Can you believe it? I can't. And we are looking forward to the next 100 episodes. But before we get there, I need you to do something for me right now. If you haven't left a review of this podcast, could you take a few seconds right now, scroll down and go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and talk about your favorite episode. We want to get to a hundred reviews of this podcast. That's a very bold thing, I know. And right now we're beyond the halfway mark. We're not where we want to be, but we're getting there and we need your help. So if you've been enjoying this podcast, listening to it, and you haven't left a review, you've heard me talk about how reviews matter and it helps us get this podcast in the eyes of other people, people that could potentially become fans of the podcast, could you take a few moments right now, write a review, and then if you've got a songwriting friend that you know would love this podcast, could you share your favorite episode with them? Just send them a little text, an email, and be like, hey, or share it on your social media account, Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever you use. Just take a few moments. Believe me, I can't express how much that would mean to me because I put thought into every single one of these episodes. And when someone shares that, that means the world to me. If I could give you a hug, a high five, take you out to get coffee, believe me, I would. In fact, if you ever see me out and about somewhere, if you're in Nashville and you see me and you go like, you know, Mike, you better take me out for a cup of coffee. I, I left a review. Just tell me that. And guess what? I'll take you out for a cup of coffee. So right now, just take a few moments, leave a review. You know what? Next time you see me, I'm getting you a cup of coffee. So in this episode, I talk with Heather Taylor, who's my COO, and she asked me questions about why did I write a book? And I have to admit, this was something I didn't plan on doing at all this year. This was not on my list of goals. This was something I added totally last minute in June, and it's going to be released in September. That's how quickly I decided to make this decision. We're going to talk about what this book is, what you can expect from it, and just a little bit more detail into the process. So here we go. We're going to jump into it. Episode number 95. Why'd you write a book, Mike? Mike Myers. Hi, Heather. Hello. Mike, I hear you made... A book. You are correct. This is the highly anticipated book. I must say the first book that I ever wrote was in first grade and it was called The Things That I Like. And it's been quite a while since I've done any book <laughs> since then. But I think it's time for a book this time. Yeah, it's been it's been years now. I feel like your fans since first grade have grown and evolved with you and would like <laughs> Are excited for this update. All right. So I, I think it's funny when people say they write books because I feel like it's, you know, at first I'm like, man, it's the most archaic form of communication sometimes because it's like you think books, uh, but in an age where there's too much information, I think, on YouTube where you can just get inundated, having something very concise, specific to the point and guided is what a book is for. 
Oh, yeah. I think that this book is awesome. I actually, listener, I have read it. and mm-hmm. But I'm going to pretend that I haven't. <laughs> and I'm going to ask Mike some questions <laughs> about it. Because I think that it would be awesome if you knew about this book, too. And I think you're going to love it. Mike, are you ready for some questions? I am. I am ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. So basic question. Mike, why did you write this? You know, it's funny because I did not at the start of this year, in the middle of this year, I did not want to write a book. I did not be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and write a book. I actually had a lot of friends recently in the same kind of like teaching space release books. And I'm like, oh, that's really exciting. That's great. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Oh, this is going to be super helpful. Like I saw... Uh, my friends, uh, Michael Elsner and Jody released a book on like their sync licensing formula. And I read it and I was like, it's really good. And I was like, I love that it's concise and simple and just to the point. It just provides the information needed. It's a great source. I was like, that's super helpful. And this was in June. And I was like, oh, I should write a book. Why am I not writing a book? (laughs) And it was purely out of like, I feel like I have something helpful to share. And again, it's my view of guitar. But if you only know me in my kind of sphere, or you only know me through someone, that's the only way you're going to get the information. Books, I feel, have a way of reaching out across that to different platforms. You can do audiobooks, you can do Kindles, that if you feel that you have a message, which I do believe people need to better their guitar skills if they're a songwriter, then you need to make that available and consumable for people. And so that's where I was like, okay, uh, enough like thinking about it maybe, or taking inaction to actually just just make the book and sit down. That's exciting. When you see mm-hmm. other people doing something and you're like, you know what? I've got something to share too. I'm going to do it. It's so, funny how encouraging you can be for other people and be like, oh, you should absolutely write a book. Yeah. And it comes for you. No, I shouldn't no. write a book at all. <laughs> First thoughts. No, probably not. No. Not. So what's, what's in the book? I take essentially over my decade of teaching guitar and teaching songwriters and teaching people uh, a way to break down a process of understanding their guitar to unlock songs so that all the things they have in their head, if they just pair certain things, three things, to unlock better melodies and be more on target with what they're trying to write. That's the whole goal of this book. And it's kind of setting them up, presenting this is what you do. And then more importantly, this is the formula afterwards. I say transformation 50 minutes a day, because literally I talk about this is how you should go about a healthy practice routine. Because I think people spend too much time watching all these. Again, and I'm, I don't mean to rag on YouTube, like all these videos about like these cool techniques, but there's no process or system afterwards. It kind of leaves them hanging. And so I want to tell them why this is important, what it's going to do. Here's the system. Here's how you use it going forward. That's awesome. Um, yeah, down with YouTube. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> um, so why should somebody read it if they aren't a guitar player? And should somebody read it if they are? You know, allow me to name drop. I will not just say just my words, but uh, Judy Stakey, who I teach this formula. And if you don't know who Judy Stakey is, she is former creative senior VP at Warner Chapel. Um, discovered people like Cheryl Crow, helped transform people like Katy Perry, Joy Williams, John Shanks. Julian Bonetta, like a load of like famous songwriters. When I explained this to her and I taught this at the retreats, she is not a guitarist at all. She is mainly just kind of 
lyrics overlooking the artistry side of it, she said, this is a great way for me to communicate ideas. And I think that's another thing that I want this. If you're not a, if you're not a guitar player, but you have amazing ideas, it can be crippling when you don't know how to communicate it to someone who's doing the music side. And if you can have language that you can adapt and share and make it clear to so-and-so, this is how, you know, this is what I'm hearing in my head. This is what I mean. And they go, oh, I know what you're talking about. I think that's a great bridge for great songs because there's no longer this kind of like technical or language barrier. You know what to say. And if you're a guitarist, to me, you have to, regardless of how long you've been playing, I think you can get down the rabbit hole of doing too many things and too many crazy things that aren't helping the song. You think they're helping, but it always comes back to these three. It always will help unlock better melodies. It will always help um, move the song in the direction to where it needs to go so that you can help. I think the end goal for both parties, whether you're a non-guitar player or guitar player, is to get a great song. Nobody sets out and goes, hey, let's write a mediocre song. You want the best possible product. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's so important to be able to communicate mm -hmm. your ideas. Otherwise, you just feel like a five-year-old again and not <laughs> able to be like, I want that thing, you know, or like a two-year-old. And worse is then you feel like you're not a good songwriter then because you're like, oh, I guess I can't do it because I don't know how to say it. But there's so much power in just being able to communicate something a little bit more effectively. Mm, preach. Mm. So for anybody that doesn't know, can you talk a little bit about your background and experience in this? You did just say that you are, you do teach yeah. um, at Judy Stakey's retreats mm -hmm. once a year. I've watched all ages, all skill levels for like literally a decade, like pretty much like six days a week, eight hours a day in their abilities and their struggles with guitar and just seeing it at different skill levels to see it communicated at different ages of what they're struggling with, what they think is important, but the same sort of barriers that they get hung up on, I think is universal. And I think for songwriters, they get hung up on it even more. And so my whole decade was helping them overcome that and find easy ways of labeling the things that are important especially if you're someone that's trying to deconstruct a song. Understand why is this song doing what it's doing? How can I play that? How can I communicate that melody? How can I communicate that chord structure? I did that for like a decade. And then over time, I, I taught at this point, now it's going to be seven, seven years. So on top of that, just strictly songwriters, just helping them through the process of trying to communicate better with their guitar so they can write better songs. And then on top of that, in my own journey of commercial songwriting, especially from licensing and trying to use that in my own writing and using that effectively across the board to write better songs for other artists to get placements. Uh, at this point, tons of different placements across the board in different genres. I won an Emmy during that time. Then on top of that, I ended up writing and connecting with American Songwriter and writing articles for them. Then I ended up setting my own company and then connecting with someone like Judy. And then eventually she pulled me into her retreats and then uh, added on top of her methodology, my methodology of guitar, which I was like blown away purely because in that entire time prior to her connecting with me, that methodology was never touched and uh, she was very protective of that and so to have me just constantly be there every single retreat since 2020 which is crazy i think uh, and as we're recording this i'm going next week to to speak this is going to be like my seventh time i'm just like 
Whew. But it shows that there's always a need. If there's one thing that's been consistent in this, like, you know, decade <laughs> is there's, there's a consistent need for it. Cause I still see the same things again and again. So it's like, it reaffirms my mission of like why this matters. Yeah. That's so cool. So to summarize that Mike is just a general badass and that's <laughs> his background. So Let's see. Um, can you share an example of a key idea from your book or a key idea from what you share at Judy's retreat sometimes or in your general teaching? The one thing that I think is the most important, especially if you're a songwriter, regardless if you're a lyricist, melody person, music person, we always talk about lyrics, melody, lyrics, melody. I think there's a million books out there about lyrics, melody. There's a million courses about lyrics, melody. There's tons of coaches that talk about lyrics, melody. And don't get me wrong, those are so important, but the guitar is such an afterthought where we're not viewing the guitar as the thing that could amplify the lyric and the melody because the lyric and the melody is to convey an emotion. So I don't care if you're writing something that's country pop and it has a deep story. I don't care if you're writing something that's uh, for licensing, that's like dark haunting and you're trying to aim for like, you know, a Netflix show. The key is emotion and you don't realize that your guitar can convey emotion. We view it as kind of like this static, just like, oh, I'll put some chords over top of that. But to me, the, the key is the voicing that you're choosing because that's going to stir the melody one way or the other. It's either going to lead it and enhance the direction you're going in, or it's actually going to hinder it and cause a lot of stumbling blocks. So if you can pay attention to one thing on the guitar starting forward, it's always a voicing. And if people are like, well, what the hell's a voicing? To me, we know open chords, but do you know bar chords? Do you know power chords? Do you know roots and thirds? Do you know how to utilize your capo to unlock different keys with it? We view the capo as like, oh, it's the easy way to play guitar, but it's also the way that you can unlock keys in another voicing that actually could enhance the melody and the vocalist because the vocalist has a particular um, styling. It's light and airy. And if I'm playing these clunky open chords down here, they're just clashing with each other. But if I capo instead on the seventh fret and I use these shapes instead, suddenly it blends well and brings out the vocalist way more. So this is why I'm always thinking about this. And if somebody is not thinking about this, I encourage them to, to examine this because that's where you're going to see a lot of the stumbling blocks in the early development of your songs is because musically it's, it's, it's like spearing. <laughs> it's like, it's fighting against your, your, your lyric and melody. And this is where it can, cause someone to be like, I don't believe what you're saying. I believe what you're saying. And as a vocalist, I really appreciate that and not having to fight against a guitar or a production that fights against me. And I think it could save time because then if you realize, oh, it's a voicing problem, it's not a melody problem. It's not a lyrical problem. And you're not just changing things within those because you think that's the issue. But all along, it's just been these clunky chords that you've been uh, kind of like hanging on. That's the reason. Hey, it's Mike. I'm jumping in the middle of this episode to let you know I have a book that's coming out. Yeah, a book. You know, over the past decade, I have gathered so much thought on teaching songwriters, really understanding the pain points in terms of what hinders their playing to write great songs. And most of the time, it's not complicated things. It's things that get overlooked again and again and again. 
This is the framework that I've developed that I've taught in my courses, coaching clients, that on retreats, songwriting retreats, that I've taught again and again and again. I'm making available in this book. So if you're someone that wants to better understand their guitar, utilize it to its full potential to write better songs, just head right now to songwritingguitaristbook.com and you can pre-order my book right now and you're going to receive an immediate download of the audiobook which has extra content and the Kindle version. You're going to get available ASAP. So as soon as you pre-order the book, guess what? You have these available at your fingertips so you can start diving in now. So remember, go to songwritingguitaristbook.com to pre-order The Songwriting Guitarist. Okay. Let's jump back into the episode. So how do you envision songwriting guitarists using this book in their lives? Well, I think it's to use it as a reevaluation of what you think is important with guitar. I, if anything, I hope it uh, reminds you to go back to the core fundamentals that are important because they always will be important. Uh, nobody's going to be like, man, I'm so glad you did that tapping during our song. That made a huge difference. No, it doesn't. But, oh, dynamically, you were able to convey this emotion really well with your guitar and actually segue to where the chorus ramps up. And I really felt it because it caused my melody to change. If they have this as almost like a little tool book to go through and gauge what they need to go back to, what they have to, and what I like about this, this book is interactive. So it's like, there are points where you can scan, you can listen to examples, you can go in, you can see examples being used and not just see it, but actually hear it. I think that's important. Things that I've actually done, things that I've used, things that have gotten placed. So I can show you exactly why this matters and that you can then go back and use that as almost a reference for yourself. I think is huge. That is huge. Having an audio and a mm -hmm. visual. I think that covers all the learning or a, yeah. most of it. It's amazing. So what do you hope readers will walk away with after reading this? You kind of cover have been covering that. But if you had any other thoughts about that? I probably have lots more thoughts. I think for me, it's just that lyrics, melody, and your guitar are equally as important. I will always... I will fight that. Yeah, double down. Because <laughs> I've, ha I've, ha I've mm -hmm. had people kind of like push back a little bit and... I had one a higher person, I should say, that was like, I don't think that's true. And I was like, well, I've heard some of your songs and I've heard the way you play. And it doesn't sound at all the way I think it could sound. And it, I think it's just because when we push back, it's we think it's going to be you know hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of this or this where I'm like, no, that's why I say 15 minutes. This is where I'm asking you to focus on that one thing that needs improved. If you're someone that's listening to this and you're like, well, Mike, I know, you know, I, I know some stuff about guitar, knowing and implementing, I say in the book are two different things. You can know a lot of things. I know that, you know, eating a whole thing of Oreos is awful, but man, I've discovered that Oreos are vegan and I've just been enjoying like eating a lot. Uh, like I know that, but implementing restraint sometimes can be hard knowing that these things are important, knowing that you have to have dynamic variation, knowing but implementing is a huge difference. And I hope this causes people to implement more and not just have it be stocked knowledge in their brain. I love that. Absolutely. So you mentioned the 15 minutes yeah. um, and only concentrating on one thing. 
are you seeing people? Why do you think that is necessary to say, are you, what are you seeing from practicers and guitar players or people just learning guitar? What I found, and this was, you know, from a decade of teaching people too, everyone's lives are, it's, you can't gauge how busy moments are going to be. Every week just seems a little bit different. Everybody has certain things that are committed. So it's the idea of saying like, I'm going to practice every facet of guitar that's going to make me better and I'm going to do it well this week is just ridiculous. And even in the practicing, they go, well, I gave a little bit of time to this and a little bit of time to this. You're never going to allow something to develop if you're jumping around. It's like, that's why you're always going to be, you know, you know, they say like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. I think for this, it's, if you're not great at voicings, why would you move on? <laughs> why would you be like, well, I'll just move on to this. I think we say that because we're frustrated. It's not developing as quickly as we want. And the reason it's not is because we're just bouncing around. We love the idea of new things, but staying with something is a discipline. And so if you can focus in on those 15 minutes and focus just at the heart of like, I am going to work at this one chord progression until it gets to a level where it starts to sound fluid, it sounds clean. And I'm going to do that every day for 15 minutes. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. When I'm done, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do it again. That will get consistently better and you'll see growth rapidly in a month. And then you can move on to the next thing. And you're going to see growth on that. And then you're going to move on to the next thing. So you're going to be crossing things off your list a lot quicker. We think overwhelming our list will make it better. If anything, it just makes us stop playing. Yeah, I've definitely experienced that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna practice for three hours and then nothing. Because it sounds cool too. Doesn't it sound impressive? Oh, it doesn't three sound hours, impressive. Okay. Yeah, it's like three hours. It's just like, ooh, 15 minutes doesn't sound impressive. And I think we just want other people to think that we're taking it seriously. I think a confident person understands the long-term benefit of consistency more than the grandioso. Like, oh, I did I did four hours. I was I was sweating so much I didn't leave the room. I didn't even pee. I just like stayed right there and went to the bathroom while I was playing. That's how committed I am. That's one thing I love about this book is that besides the resource and the audio section of it, yeah. uh, you talk a lot about mindset. And mm -hmm. I think I think that's one of the biggest light bulbs that went off for me while reading it. So do you have any other thoughts about that before my last question? Oh, do I have thoughts about my uh, a ton? <laughs> no, that's a, <laughs> a ton. The best way I would say mindset matters is we're going off or our view of playing. If somebody's listening to this and they say things like, well, I'm not good or, you know, I've always been okay. I think it's because we've also been given that narrative at some point when we were like discovering the thing and starting to learn it. At some point, somebody said something and we didn't realize it, but we kind of absorbed. I always think back to there was this one kid that I taught. And this was early on in teaching. And he was awesome. He would take risks. Like he wasn't worried about like being sloppy or just like, and what I mean is like, he realized it would get better. He was okay with that. Like he would love to learn a course of a song and he would get excited. And this was during the days of, if you remember Blackberries, where it was just like, you know, yeah. And well, his, his dad would drop it off. And where I taught, it was just like the waiting room and the lesson room were pretty closely connected. And the air condition wouldn't work sometimes in the summer. So we'd keep the door open between the two for just like the air to just like circulate. And his dad was sitting down, you know, like face glued to the Blackberry and he played something. He goes, dad, I, you know, I played it. And the dad without skipping a beat or looking up goes, that doesn't sound like it. 
and no. immediately I, I know. Oh. But how he then interacted with me subsequently for the next month or two was a completely different person than I had in the room like five seconds before that. It's we just don't realize that it makes that big of an impact. And, you know, even strong people go, no, I don't think so. Yeah, there is something there is something along the lines that that happened. And so there are certain things mindset wise you have to do because it's not always going to be easy. But if you're in that right space and again, you're consistent. That's where you can, you know, I don't, I like to say I'm not the, not the craziest guitar player. I'm not the best guitar player in the world, but I'm the most consistent. I know if you put me in a room, I can unlock where the song needs to go. That's my strength. And I think more people can have that strength, but everybody has a moment like that where, or I guess a Blackberry moment of someone saying something. That's true. You never know. You, You probably even forgot about it and you still need to work through it either way. And and most of the time, they're not even someone that has any idea of the process. Yeah. Like, they're totally outside. Like, you know, when you play a song, no, you should be better than that. They don't play an instrument. They have no way to gauge that. They're just mm-hmm. spouting what they think. And they're not, unfortunately, they're not thinking before they speak. Mm-hmm. That's why you need an actual music community. And so you can ask questions to a music community and not people who don't know what they're talking about. Huge. So... Speaking of music community, um, what yeah. future projects do you have in mind for teaching about this or anything that listeners should know that's coming up? All I will say that there is a very, 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 very exciting program that's coming up that I can't say yet, oh, but I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be transformational and I think this is going to be, I want to say maybe the biggest thing we've ever done. Um, and I'm really surprised how quickly this has formed. And it's almost like it's, I know it sounds cheesy, like it's meant to be, but it really has like form where I'm like, this makes complete sense. It's like for a while I've been like, oh, this has been the missing piece to the puzzle that I think people need. So okay. that's all I can say. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So, and they can probably expect expect that announcement in the next Month well, I'd so. say if you're not on our email list, I would highly recommend that right now. Yes. Uh, I would recommend that you get on there because we are going to make an announcement first to that list before any ads. So I would highly recommend you check that out. And I would highly recommend too, if you're still listening to this, to download the songwriting guitarist book. Uh, and to do that, you got to pre-order the book. You got to pre-order. Yes. And guess what? Easy peasy. And it's... It's like a cup of coffee, like a very fancy cup of coffee. Yep. So you just got to go to songwritingguitaristbook.com to pre-order it. And we'll include the links and all the all the all the special links. All and the then, special links. And then you can join the launch party uh, on the 26th of September at 7:30 Eastern, 6:30 Central, and we can all hang out and talk about guitar and give away stuff i mean who doesn't love free stuff yeah yeah i love stuff Party. especially beneficial stuff and like stuff that matters mm-hmm. gift yeah, beneficial cards stuff like coaching <laughs> courses <laughs> courses some gift cards you know the stuff that's good and then you also get to know about that announcement oh oh maybe i'll let it drop there who knows okay who knows to me Cool. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> Anything could happen at the Anything. launch party, t- September 26, 
All right. Well, listener, thanks for listening today. And we're super excited about this book coming out. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you pre-order it. And thanks, Mike, for all your information and all your help. Thank you, Heather, for these questions. Damn good. Just saying. Just saying. And that does it for this week's episode. Remember, if you want to pre-order the book right now, pre-orders are being taken. You can just go to songwritingguitaristbook.com so you can pre-order your copy. You're actually going to get it a week before it comes out. Plus, I'm going to give you access to the audiobook as well. So songwritingguitaristbook.com. And this amazing episode was edited and produced by Chris Vefalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.